when we don't agree. You married folk ought to understand that. How many of you will attest to me and agree with me today that when you and your significant other can walk in agreement, life is better? Y'all quiet. Ain't nobody saying nothing. I need y'all to be a witness to this. Even those of you who are single, when you can walk in agreement with your friends, life is better. Wherever there is disagreement, listen to me, wherever there is disagreement, there's also hardship. There's pain, there's struggle, there's conflict, and everything about disagreement, unless you agree to disagree, can be hard and difficult. And it brings unpleasantries to the life. Some of us here today, right now, are distant from others who didn't agree with us. Because if you're honest, that disagreement did not feel good. And because it did not feel good, you have put people on your bye-bye list. And they may be saying, why you don't call? How come I talk to you? You may not be saying it, but in truth, there's something uncomfortable about the relationship. So the Bible says, put the text back up. So the Bible says that when we agree, blessings, y'all catch that? This word right here, blessings come with unity. Blessings. I don't know nobody that don't want to be blessed. The word blessing comes from the Greek word charis, which also means happy. It has everything to do with uplifting positive feelings. So the Bible says that when you can walk in agreement and in unity, blessings come with it. Somebody clap your hands right there. Blessings. Blessings come with agreement. And I don't know nobody that don't want to be blessed. If you want your household to be blessed, you got to walk in agreement. All right, put up Acts 2. Put up Acts 2. I love my board. I know we, we broke because of it, but I like it. <laughs> but we're going to get past it. Touch your neighbor and say, money cometh. And don't, don't, if you don't believe it, don't touch him. But touch your neighbor. Say it again. Touch the other person on the side. Tell him money's coming. I got to do it too. I'm going to touch you. Wherever you touch and agree. Come on, money's coming. Somebody need to shout right there. Somebody need to. I know I got to finish the sermon, but somebody need to give God a praise right there. If you touch and agree. I said, if you touch and agree. And when the day of Pentecost came, they were all. What's this word? When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together. King James says they were all on one accord. Same thing. They were all together. And then something happened when they got what? Suddenly a wind, a sound like a wind, a blowing violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. And they were uh, sitting and they saw 
what seemed to be like they saw what seemed to be like hey. let me tell you something when you're together you can see stuff for you when you're not together your your vision is blurred it's blinded and, and the reason it gets blinded is because you can't see past your own selfishness. So sometimes you got to get out of the way. If you get out of the way, God will show you something. Y'all don't hear me. I said, if you get out of the way, God will show you something. The reason why a lot of us are not blessed, or our homes are not blessed, is because we're standing in the way because we're standing on a selfish premise. But when you come together, what did Jesus say? If any man come after me, what he must do? He must first deny himself. If you want God to bless you, there's got to be some self-denial. Ah, they were sitting there and holding. Put up uh, Acts, Acts, uh, Acts 2, 47, 48, Acts 2. Look at this. So this is after they got together. After the Holy Ghost came. I ain't got time to read all of it. This is all after in that same chapter. After they were on one accord. After they came together. After the Holy Ghost hit the church. And they started speaking in tongues. Y'all Pentecostals understand this. And they started speaking in tongues. You know the, the Pentecostals, especially the, the, the apostolics, you had to go down in Jesus' name, didn't you? And you had to come up speaking in tongues. Amen. Baptist folks say in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Ghost. But y'all baptize in Jesus' name. And in order to show evidence that you were saved, you had to come up and say, Come on, somebody. Amen. And when you spoke in tongue, it was evidence. Come on, somebody. It was, it was evidence. I, oh, I do have a tongue. I got one. I got one. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I had one of them shots, Sister Meredith. So I'm a little wired up, you know them. I had one of them energy shots. I, I feel like I can stand up here for an hour. Amen. But I, but I can. So here's the thing. When they, after they got together, Holy Ghost, it said, then they started meeting together. And they wasn't meeting over foolish. They just meeting because they love each other. <laughs> When you, when you really are together and you love people, you like being around them. Come on, somebody. You don't like to be around anybody that don't treat you right or can't love you right. Come on, somebody. But when you're together, they say they bread, broke bread on there, eating together. This is this community. They eating together. I mean eating. They had potlucks back then. <laughs> eating, eating, together, eating together and homes and ate together and... And their hearts, they were, look, look at this word here. Their hearts. Lord, have mercy. Let's pray right now. Lord, deliver me from insincere person. Let's pray another prayer. Lord, deliver me from fake people. Let's pray another prayer. Lord, take the fake people out of my life. Let's pray another prayer. Lord, Take the people who are just trying to use me. They're not trying to help me. They're just trying to take from me. Take those people out of my life. Anybody that's not sincere. Do you know that in church people will look in your face and pretend they like you? And as soon as you turn your back, 
there's somewhere talking about you and running your name in the ground and yet we pretend like the church is sincere Listen, I have discovered in my life there's nothing more disingenuous than being around fake people. I'd rather you just tell me I don't like you. I'd just rather say, you know, Bishop, I just don't like you. That's, that's my issue. I just don't like you. I, at least I know, you know, I just speak and keep it moving. Hi. We ain't got to have no conversation. I ain't got to come to your house. We ain't got to eat together. Hi. I ain't got to ask you how you doing. Hi. Isn't it better to know where people stand than to try to, amen. Okay, so it is, let me make this point. Praising God, this is what we need to do. Praise God and enjoying the favor of God. All in that word is, is blessings. Favor means blessings. Enjoying the favor and all the people and the Lord added to their number daily. They added because folk wasn't fake and phony. They were together. They were sincere. And God blessed it. Y'all get the message, church? So this doesn't just impact God's house. It will impact your house. When you're sincere, when you love each other, when you're together. Listen, let me, tell, let me, let me give you a prophecy. When you're with a significant other and you all are together, there's nothing you can't do. Y'all didn't even clap. Some of y'all sitting there. You know why? Because you ain't together. Let me try this again. I said, when you are together and sincere with one another, there is nothing you can achieve. Now, if you believe that, clap your hands. There's nothing. You want your household to be a millionaire? Work together to make it happen. Come on, somebody, work together to make it happen. I said work together. It can't be one person working and the other one being lazy, sitting at home doing nothing. Work together. Bring your issue, bring your strength, bring your talent, bring it all together, and you will accomplish it. You can't buy a home if you ain't working together. You have to work together. There's nothing that you cannot accomplish when you work together. It may be the reason you don't have what you want is because you're not working together. Do you know you can be living with somebody and don't like them? You're just too scared to tell them. So you go to bed every night knowing you don't want to be there, knowing you don't like them. Come on, somebody. Y'all laughing because you've been there, done that. See? You done slept with somebody you don't even want to be with. Come on, somebody. Y'all got quiet because I said slept. We all adults in here. You done slept with somebody. 
and woke up and said, Lord, I don't want this no more. I don't, I don't know why I did this. Matter of fact, it wasn't nothing in the first place. I wish I, I could have saved that moment. Amen. That didn't. <laughs> Some of us know what it's like to be somewhere you don't want to be. And that's not a sincere premise. And that's why you don't get blessed because you're not honest and you're not sincere. Now, let me put up one more. Let me put up a couple of other things. <sighs> yeah, put up my, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some, some, some information about how to be together. Put up my, put up those four things. So I'm, I started this committee. I'm starting this committee and it's called my sermon building committee. They're going to help me. We're going to help each other. So we're going to all get together and decide what the sermon going to look like and how it's going to be. And what this is going to do is going to help the associate ministers. Amen. Because they don't have to worry about there be a whole team. They ain't got to worry about, you know, be a whole team working on the sermon. And I don't want it to be just ministers. I want Tori. She's a public speaker. Speak all over the world. I want you to be on the team. And any other lay person, because what I want is to have information about what to preach from the congregation. I don't think my sermon should be based solely on me. I think the input of every Jesus said, well, what do they say about me? He got the input of the disciples. What, what's going on among the people? I, you know, I, I ain't really among the people like you. I'll tell me what's going on. So if I have a team building group, that'll help me with connecting with the audience a little better. Don't you think? So we're putting together. So I sent out, I started, I sent out a, a uh, text to the ministers. All oh, y'all didn't respond. You know, I'm ta I take notes. Some of y'all respond, but everybody didn't respond. So you responded. You responded. Y'all responded, but I was looking for information. Y'all responded. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Put me. Yeah. Give me your thoughts about you know what you think. On so we're gonna create a group me and uh, those of you want to join it. We'll put it out there, and then we're going to organize. But anyway, so Helen responded. Helen said, Bishop, I think this will be really good. And so she introduced me to a book about the four ways to agree. I thought it was really good, so I want to share with you all the four ways to figure out how to agree. Number one, be impeccable. Be perfect with your words. Don't say stuff you don't mean. Don't lie. Don't be two-faced. Be perfect with your words. I mean, be exact in what you say. Even if it means you got to write it down. A lot of times the reason why we can't come to agreement is because there are unspoken stuff going on in our head. It's because we're living in our heads and we're not talking about it. Some of the, some of the hardest struggles me and LeVar have is because we're both alike. And when we get upset, we quit talking. I don't talk, he don't talk. So we get on each other. Because we know the energy is wrong. We were, we were riding in the car Friday. I ain't going to tell too much. I got to hold some of that back. But, and so his energy was not. So I said, what's, what's going on? He said, uh, nothing. And then he said, mm. I said, mm. There's something inside of, mm, you know. 
I said, I don't know what mm means. I said, your energy just saying, no, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm all right. So then I got hot, you know. I should have I should have stayed calm. I got hot with the cussing, you know. I've been with you 14 years. I know when something wrong. Yeah, you're making me mad now because you ain't talking. I need to know what's going on. He ain't say nothing. The next day, he finally told me what his issue was. So he had told me a few weeks ago, I did that to him. He said to me, don't do me like that. If you got something going on, share it. Part of the reason we have a lot of issues is because we don't talk. Because we live in our heads. And a lot of people live in their heads. But when you want to have agreement, you got to find the right words. Even if it means you got to pause and think about what you say. How many of us have said some stuff we regret because we didn't stop to think about what we should have said in order to make our communication good and perfect? All right, go to number two. Basically, it just means think about what you're saying. What did that say? The reason I started cussing because I took it personal. So we had church meetings, and I, I really, God in heaven knows, I prayed before the meeting. I said, Bishop, you can't take it personal. Listen, but don't take it personal. They throw shots at you. Don't take it personal. I, did, I thought I did pretty good. Thank you. God knows I had to pray. Because I done got old and I can't take much no more. You know? My patience is real short. So I said, Lord, on Tuesday night, extend my patience beyond two minutes. Don't take anything. Listen, as a matter of fact, what you need to recognize, put up number three, put up number three. What you need to recognize is this. Don't make assumptions. Because when you assume stuff, you are never accurate. And let me say this. Listen to me. Listen, listen. Come real close. Come real close. You need to hit it. When you assume stuff that's in your head, I got to say it. The problem with that is you are making up something that don't exist. How can you argue with something that don't exist? Because it really only exists in your head. And a reflection of assumption oftentimes comes out of feelings and not facts. I, I was at Family Dollar yesterday picking up some bags. And uh, this man was in line, line, line and got long. I didn't know people buy so much at the factory. It was two folk in front of me, carts just full of stuff. I said, people shop like this at the family dollar? Groceries and... Well, I ain't got no patience. So here we are at this one. Lie long. So this man, 
was buying a dollar fifty ashtray. The, you know the ashtray for what is that? Dollar fifty. He thought it was supposed to be a dollar. The line then stretched under. He arguing over fifty cents. It was all I could not to go up there and say, man, here the 50 cent. Him and the lady just going back and forth. No, this is supposed to be a dollar. She said, sir, it just happened to be in the wrong place. The ashtray is a dollar fifty. Well, it shouldn't have been in the wrong place. I'm going to pay a dollar. She said, no, I can't let you pay a dollar. Then by the time she, she had had all she could eat. And so the other girl came to help her. And she was trying to, cause she said, don't touch me. I'm so sick of this man, I don't know what to do. She said, he said, I'm going to call the manager. She said, I am the manager. <laughs> so then we we walking out. So Lavar had the bags. We had a bunch of bags to get right back. So he goes to, she, she finally settled the issue, walked away. The manager, she's walking away. He runs and catches and said, lady, we got a bunch of kids at the church, and we need to pay for these bags right now. And so, and so the lady that was standing in front of, she holding some toilet paper. You just bring it to me, baby. I don't know why you're ducking. We can still see you. Just bring it. Hey, man, just walk up. You ain't got to get that. I don't want to stand that way. I'm just messing with you. Anyway, so this lady's standing there with, with some, all she got is toilet paper. So LeVar goes to the manager, explains to her that, you know, we're in a hurry. So she said, I'll tell you what, come on down, I'll take care. This lady's toilet paper. Oh, she says to LeVar, oh, you're going to get in front of me? So I'm standing there like, okay, she about to fight too. Get over toilet paper. So she got hot. I can't, I don't have to take this. Throw the toilet paper on the counter and walk out. I said, well, what is going on here? <laughs> Yesterday was a fight day. <laughs> anyway, don't make assumptions. That was shade, wasn't it? Y'all don't know the joke, but anyway. Always do your best. This is how you come. Always do your best. Now, there's, there was a line in there. Put up, those, put up the, uh, the quotes. There was a line in there that talked about how, no, the other one. No, uh, under number three. Show me the one under number three. Oh, yeah, here it is. So here's, here's, here's what happens when you don't agree. I wanted to read this. Communicate with others as clearly as you can. Listen, to avoid this. It sums up in one word, right, drama. When we're not together, when you're not together, all of these adjectives, all of these things happen. When there's misunderstanding, there's sadness, there's drama, there's... I, let me say it and I'll be done. Our church was in a sad state a few weeks ago. When we, we were kind of sad. Everybody had feelings about certain things. 
there was a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. So we met and made some headway for understanding. Isn't that right? But the point is, when we're not together, it's sad, it's drama, you know, all of these things that's misunderstood. Listen, people, we can't afford to go down that path of sadness and misunderstanding. If you don't remember nothing else, remember this. I never felt like we were defeated. It wasn't anything about feeling defeated. But it was the fact that it was a sad commentary of the fellowship. Remember this. You're never defeated as long as you keep thinking. And so when I, the reason I know that I feel good about the church and feel good about the community, because I ain't stopped thinking. When you stop thinking, if you're in a relationship with him, when you stop thinking, stop talking, it's going to end. It's over. When you decide, I don't want to think about how to improve the quality of my life, my relationship. People have died because they quit thinking. When you get so depressed that you throw in the towel and you don't want to think about how to get beyond this, how to go beyond this, whatever it is. The reason why branding them have that child because they didn't stop thinking. How many of you all met a brick wall trying to do something, but you didn't stop thinking? You said, well, I'm going to go around this. You go to try to buy the car, and they say, well, it ain't working here. You can't get the car. He says, that's all right. There's more car dealerships, so you keep on driving. And you found out somebody going to give you a car. Come on. Get it all jacked up. <laughs> But you ended up, but you stayed with it until you got it right. That's the way life is. You don't just throw in the towel. You don't just give up. You hang in there. And you figure out how do we come to an agreement because inside agreement is blessings. Inside being together is blessing. Blessings come with agreement. There's power. When you can agree. How can two walk together? Isn't that the word? How can two walk together? Unless they agree. Matthew, what is Matthew? Let me show you this last verse. I'm, I'm going to do the communion. Matthew. Matthew. Matthew? Matthew? Is this Matthew 12? Okay. Here it says, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom that's divided will not stand. When you have a divided house, you can't make it. There's sadness, tragedy, pain, hardship, brokenness. What am I trying to say? Do everything you can to stay together. Figure it out. And if, listen, if it becomes a complete impossibility, because sometimes it will come to that. I don't want to give you no false hope that you'll make it through it. Because sometimes it will become so difficult until you can't do anything but walk away. Let me say that again. 
Sometimes the only alternative is to walk away. Been there, done that. But you don't stop living because you got to walk away. You walk away and figure out how to still live my best life. Y'all not hearing me. There are those of you in here who had to walk away. From something and somebody. But you kept on living because life must go on. Even when it gets to that place. And how do you know that even on the other side of your walk away, God still blessed you? Somebody need to run through the door right there. Because people wanted you to fail. They wanted you not to succeed. Their, their anger was put in the atmosphere for you to fail. But in the midst of it all, God still blessed you even when people didn't want you to be blessed, even when they didn't want you to succeed. Because God said, it's over. And the only reason I had to put that out there parenthetically because I don't want you to stay in anywhere, even in a church that you don't want to be at because your energy is not good when you want to be somewhere and you don't want to be there and your energy is retarding the process. Say amen. Touch your neighbor and say, he preached today. Now don't just say it because I said it. Did I really preach today? Did you really understand the power? The power of togetherness? When you're together, God will bless you. Clap your hands and praise God for the word.